Hey everybody, this is your Dutch friend Jan and you are listening to episode number 88 of the Langpreneur podcast. Guys, we have good and bad news for you today. Now, the bad news is, let's start with the bad news, is that this is going to be the very last episode of the Langpreneur podcast. Really, no joke. Now you might think, what? Last episode? Well, no worries, we're going to continue here in this podcast feed. But we're going to continue on under a new name. We're going to do a big rebranding. And um, Langpreneur will still stay. I mean, the Langpreneur website will still be there and serve as an archive with all the uh, interviews. We will also keep organizing Langpreneur events. Um, but here on the podcast, also on Instagram, we're going to continue under a new name. More about that later. And next Tuesday, I will, um, I will record an episode in which I will tell you why we decided to do the rebranding. Also give you a look behind the scenes here at Langpreneur. And um, yeah, share some of the strategies, why we decided to do this rebranding um, strategy-wise, why it makes sense for us. And then, you know, maybe you can learn from that and apply some of those strategies in your own business as well, right? So today we, um, well, today we have uh, an interview for you, of course. We talked to Lolia, or Lola, as they call her in the US, um, from By Accent. Loli has a very successful Instagram channel where she helps people to um, uh, people who learn English as a foreign language to get rid of the accent. Uh, she speaks really good English, originally from Russia, can hardly hear an accent. I can't, as uh, as somebody who speaks English as uh, as a second language, right? And she's very unique, um, meaning that I mean, also when I'm talking to her, you will. You, you will be able to hear that she's a lot of fun and uh, you can also see that in her content of course on Instagram um, she always uses very bright colors and she really stands out from the crowd so that's really what we're going to talk about in this episode today we're going to talk about embracing who you really are and create unique content that only you can make um, Lolia also has built um, quite a big team uh, over just a few years um, she's launched her own app, video courses, and um, we're going to talk about all of that, reinventing yourself and getting started as a Langpreneur, first on social media, but then also in the app store, because that's uh, what she has built. So if you guys are ready, then let's get started. Here's my interview with Lola from By Accent. This is the Langpreneur podcast where each week we interview experts in the language learning industry who will show you how to turn your passion for languages into a profitable online business so that you can create an independent career doing something you love. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. Hey Lola, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do. Hello, everybody. Big hugs from Los Angeles, California. I'm one of the people who teaches language, uh, who likes languages, and who created an Instagram blog about American English. And uh, uh, one of the examples when passion became my occupation. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about how it all got started. <laughs> yeah, well, by accident, um, as I said, it's my passion project, my baby, that started as something like a side thing from what I was doing. I was pursuing acting. I was living in Los Angeles. And actually, at the time when I started by accident, we were producing an independent movie um, where I have started as a producer, but then I felt like my creative lead moved to another person. And that need, you know, that niche inside of me really propelled me to create by accent where I had all the creative lead and I could do whatever I want, however I want, you know, and it all started from a question, what do people want to learn from me? Because we often in our lives think about what we want to do, but we never ask ourselves, what does the world want from us? Yeah. And when I asked my question, uh, I realized that the, the most common question to me was like, how do you learn English? How do you speak English? And that's how it all started. Yeah. So when was that? 
It was in 2018. 2018. So it's gonna, yeah. Yep, it's going to be three years in May. Yeah, and what was the vision at the time? Was it just a side project, a hobby, or did you know that one day something like this could become a business? Um, of course, when I started, I never thought that it could become a business and it could become my main occupation. It was a side thing, you know, something that would make me happy. I think all of us, we have this little side thing that we love to do. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, they even have Instagram accounts. And sometimes, you know, we would, I don't know, record funny video or, or do a stupid photo or like make fun, prank our mother or something that actually makes us laugh, you know, and makes us happy. And that was by accident. You know, I was making this fun little videos about American accent. The only component, as I mentioned before, the only component uh, that, you know, would make it different from any other hobby is that I did ask that question, you know, like what also yeah. people want to have from me. Hmm. So it was not just the funny video. It was the funny video about how to pronounce some American words correctly. And that's how it all started. Yeah. So you actually did have a mind to to turn it into a business one day? <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, even though I started as something that I would serve the community, yeah. it was not from the perspective of a business. I it see. truly was from the perspective of what could I do? Yeah. You know, maybe back then, at that point, when I was pursuing acting, I would even think differently. I would say, ooh, maybe that would help me somehow find my acting path. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it was definitely I was not questioning or maybe I thought, OK, maybe I would become a blogger, you know, and uh, right now uh, bloggers, how they monetize themselves is by, you know, having ads. Yeah. Maybe I thought that that could be my path, but definitely it was not the vision that I pursue. It's more like the momentum of fun that I proceed on something like that. Yeah. What did bring you to to Los Angeles in the first place? Was it? making movies or producing movies or um it actually was studying acting oh um, studying acting yeah. okay <laughs> yep 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 i did comedy back home in russia i'm originally from moscow russia um i did some tv shows comedic tv shows uh but i always wanted to study drama you know yeah. dramatic art serious art and that brought me to los angeles um which i originally thought that i came just for three months and after I stayed for three more months, and then I applied for working visa, and then I applied for green card, and now I'm applying for citizenship. And I still like, you know, looking back, I'm like, wow, I didn't plan any of that. How did yeah. it all happen? Well, so yeah, tell us a little bit about your brand, because I see that, I mean, just before we started the recording here, you know, I told you that you have a nice, beautiful pink and purple background, like it matches the colors of your website, Thank YouTube you. channel and Instagram. Uh, who, who, who does who does all that design? Do you do it yourself? Or do you have a team for that? Because it's uh, it's quite, it really stands out. Thank you so much. Thank you. I like that you've noticed that it actually really makes me happy. It all started from myself. And uh, I would say I always take the creative lead on all the creative decisions, you know, whether it's uh, uh, some kind of a new landing page or website or even a background or studio, whatever we do. Um, I always wanted to be bright. You know, people always say like, oh, Lola, you have a personality bigger than the world, you know. And I love when it's like a lot of fun, bright colors, more of that. On a business side, when I started thinking about it, I realized that I want to be myself at the maximum level. And to be able to serve to people, you need to be heard. And sometimes to be heard, you got to be the maximum of yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's how it all started. And actually, I had, I remember we have this, you know, bright pink wall in Los Angeles. Everybody know it. Uh, like everybody wants to go there and take a picture. And that wall really inspired me. I'm like, huh. This it's just because it's so bright and pink, you know, uh, people like it. People uh, really pay their attention to it, you know, like, oh, you can't miss that. And I guess that was kind of the beginning of philosophy of by accident. Yeah. Uh -huh, I see. Uh, why do you get started on the Instagram? Because there are so many channel, uh, so many platforms these days, right? We have we have TikTok, we have YouTube, um, blogging, of course. Why Instagram? 
Um, it's funny because it's always, I always feel like, you know, I'm not doing enough and I want to be on more platforms, you know, and to do more stuff, produce more content. But it, as you truly said, it did start it on Instagram because I really like the format. And I guess for all of us who want to be an entrepreneur, who wants to be a creator, who wants to be content creator or, or even a blogger, you always have to think about what's um, what's your strongest side, what, what how you can serve better to your community. What's, you know, what are you best at? Uh, some people are good writers. Some people are great speakers. Some people are great visionaries. And, you know, I'm very expressive. And uh, maybe I would want to start a podcast one day. But I do believe that video tells so much. You know, I love to be on camera. I love camera. I'm very expressive. And I feel that's how people get the information from me the best. So it all kind of dictated Instagram, you know. Because um, you could be short and still very visual on that platform. Uh, I see. How important are Russian social media? Because you, well, your main audience is from Russia, right? Or at least Russian speaking. You're also active on Russian social media or just Instagram? Um, Instagram is a Russian social media, you know. Yeah. Uh, we, do, we do have some Russian, Russian social yeah, media. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, Contacte, which is like uh, analog of Facebook. Um, I'm not actively on that because honestly, when I have started, I, I didn't even know if I'm going to serve just for Russian audience, you know, to Russian audience. Mm. I actually was thinking more about people in America who was like me, you know, who were studying English, who didn't know how to say certain things or, you know, how to use certain slang. And, um, Obviously, I was I was observing what's, what was happening, you know, and then I've noticed that more and more Russian people would join. Hmm. Um, yet, I can't say that it is the only focus that I have right okay. now. I feel, you know, I, I feel I have more and more people asking me around the world, you know, oh, can can I can I, you know, do your program? Or oh, is it just for Russians? Can I join? You know, can I be a part of it? So we'll see. We'll see how how, how it's going to be in the future i'm excited <laughs> yeah so you did get started on instagram yes how long did it take for you to see any form of traction like when did you know like hey i've, I've got something yeah this is working from the beginning or did it take a while um i have to say even before before very first post and creating an account on instagram what i did after i got an idea i went on my facebook where I was not very active, like, you know, n normal person on Facebook, I would post like, you know, once a year or something. And I made a short video, I literally, um, I think I wrote, I, I took like, you know, marker, I wrote it on a piece of paper, do you want to learn English or something like that. And I post a short video saying, hey, I, I got this idea, because people always ask me like, how to learn English, you know, can you help me with that? Do you guys really want to learn it from me? Do you really want to hear it? And then I looked at the responses and I guess this little video got more responses than I would have ever gotten on really? in, on Facebook, you know? So people, it was not a lot, you know, let's say it was like maybe, I don't know, 50 comments, but it, it was a lot for a person who was not very active on Facebook, yeah. you know? And I'm like, oh, people did notice that, thought about that and responded. Yeah. It is a good sign, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I started on Instagram. And of course I started very... Um, as, as all of us, we start very slow, like I was not sure, uh, you know, like if I should do any business moves to be growing it, you know, like, should I think about the targeted advertising, you know, like, should I start collabing? There, there were so many questions, but I, I would say first half a year, I, I told myself, just let it grow naturally. And I would say first half year of um, existence of my accent, it grew a few thousands naturally, which was good, but it was not a lot. And after after I saw that it's like it's working, people are liking it. It is producing like I am producing good content, you know, because when people would find it, I would I would often get a comment like, 
I can't believe this vlog only has like thousand subscribers, you know, like that should be hundred thousand, uh, which, which was very nice. And I love people who are still like, oh, I'm with you from the day one, you know, like uh, uh, very, very, very um, loyal uh, followers. And after that, I realized, okay, it's time to get busy. You know, it's time to, to start thinking about promoting it more seriously, investing money in it, spending more time, more efforts. And then, of course, when I like started thinking from the business standpoint about that blog, it started grew, you know, it grew fast. And um, like I, I saw the progress. Yeah. So when did you start advertising and like how did you go about advertising? Were you just throwing money in and then see if you got new followers or was there an actual way to measure the ROI on that or what was the uh, strategy at the time? Um, you know what's interesting? Instagram changes so fast. So I don't know how relevant it is, but as a normal person who didn't have much experience, I did everything I could and saw what sticked, you know, like you just throw balls and see what sticks. And uh, I realized that, okay, let's say I spent $10 promoting this uh, post on Instagram, you know, using just targeted advertising. Um, and I would track my, they didn't even have instruments back then, back then. right now it's more comfortable. Uh, but at that point, I really had to take screenshot to see how much followers have subscribed after I promoted this post and then to take, you know, screenshot next day and compare and see how much money I put in and how much followers I, I got and what's the price per follower. So it's a lot of math, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Um, uh, I was not doing by myself. Like, I'm very, very, very happy that um, uh, I had help, you know, yeah. and uh, my, 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 my man, my, my loved one who actually right now, you know, uh, works for, he helps and works for Biaxon too. Mm, he would help me a lot too. So we would do it together and compare and, and, you know, just, just grew from that. I would say there's no strategy, but just doing it and yeah. watching what's happening, yeah. you know, just trying lots of things and see what works. See what works. And uh, I think for people who would think about, you know, who right now you're sitting listening to that. And I'm like, should I do that? I would say do, but be ready to lose some money. You will have to like, you got to be ready to lose some money. There's so like, there is no golden advice. There is no golden account. There's no golden audience. There's just none. If it existed, we would all know it. And we would all have, you know, like millions of subscribers and millions of dollars daily. But it's not, you know, so yeah. it just takes time and work. And um, yeah, be passionate about that. What, what type of person would you recommend to start on Instagram and not on YouTube or TikTok, for example? I mean, you said that you chose Instagram because of the uh, the short video format. Any other, you know, I can imagine that lots of listeners, they want to get started and they're not sure on which platform to start. Why, when should they go for Instagram? Um, I would say, ask first of all, ask yourself, what do you like to do the most? You know, do you like to read? Do you like to write? Do you like to speak? Do you like to be on camera and be visual? Because some people they like the idea of being on YouTube, but they are frightened by camera and they don't really enjoy doing that. You know, there's a lot of people like that. For those people, I'm like, you could start a blog. You could easily write an article and uh, find a way to promote it. I wish I could do that. You know, I can't. So uh, I found the four, like go, I don't want to say go for a low hanging fruit, but go with something that goes naturally with you. Don't try to overcomplicate and don't ever do something because someone was successful at da da da. No, maybe you're going to be the best TikTokers, you know, maybe you're going to be the best YouTuber. YouTube is great, as I said before, for uh, people who likes to be on camera, who, or who are very expressive, uh, who like to experience like, you know, this background, you know. I love be picking the lights. Like I'm like, oh my god, how do I change? Like I love the whole minutia of things, you know, about that. If I would be the one who hated it, you know, I would never do that because yeah. it would it would just like be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, for people who like to speak a lot, you know, and uh, who's eloquent, much more eloquent than myself that I am, um, go for podcast. You know, for talkers, go for podcast. You'll have. You know, you have a great opportunity to exercise your favorite skill, talking. Yeah. 
On Instagram, I mean, there are many ways that you can create content on Instagram, right? We have stories, we have the pictures, you can upload videos, and then we also have the, um, um, what is it called, Instagram Reels. TV, right? Reels, yeah. Oh, IGTV, Reels, yes. Are you, yes. Are you doing all of them, or how do you decide on, you know, what, what to spend time on, what to create content for? Once again, I wish I was, <laughs> but... Uh, it would not be truthful to myself. And I have yet built a system where I'm so efficient that I could do everything and still be happy. Right now, it's still a compromise between how much time do I have and what will serve best to my community. So even though I think reels are fun, it's a new feature on Instagram where you can record short uh, like story-like videos, but you can use different sounds and effects and filters, and it's fun. And a lot of people who are successful in TikTok, they are successful at reels on Instagram mm. because it's something that comes to them naturally. You know, oh, I like this track, uh, I like how it looks, I combine those two, here is a great video. It's not how I work. I still prefer traditional feed. So when you actually shoot a video and create a post. But I do think about YouTube a lot nowadays because I've noticed that more and more of my um, videos uh, become longer and longer. Mm -hmm. So I had to split them in many videos. And I'm like, oh, it's it's just a YouTube. I should just give up and do YouTube, you know, because it's like 10 minutes and longer. Uh, and probably I just evolved from, you know, one minute video and now it's like four and five and, and I want to do even a bigger format. So it's kind of, and I, I feel that YouTube is coming. It's just, it, it naturally happened. Yeah. So for, for people who wants to do Instagram, my advice, okay, if you decide it's an Instagram for whatever reason it is, once again, think how you could be the most, how you could enjoy doing what you want to do the most so you would find the way to be more efficient you know it's funny because i even know people who like um they like writing posts more so what they would do they would write their post and take a screenshot and post it as a post in, on instagram so instead of using twitter you know some people they actually take a screenshot of their tweets and post it on instagram yeah so it's very interesting. There's a lot of ways to you know, be creative about how you share your content. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the business. When did you make your first sale? Um, my first product was uh, my course, Lola Secrets of American English. Um, I started, like I created this product about uh, eight months after I have started the vlog from scratch, about the eight months. I think I started in May. And uh, my first product appeared uh, in January next year. So something like that. How did that feel the first time when you made an online sale? <laughs> it felt amazing. It felt great. But um, I was not very, uh, I was not chasing a sale itself, to be honest. I really wanted to create this product. Like, I, like it was in me. Oh my God, I couldn't wait until I would record the next lesson. You know, it was one of those. And uh, to be fair, uh, you know, there are two sides of me. One is a business Lola and the other is creative Lola. And they always fight between, like, there is a fight between them. Because uh, business Lola thinks, oh, you know what the next product should be? You know what would be the most ex effective, what people ask for? This. And the creative Lola, she wants another. She wants, no, let's do this. This is so much fun to do this. And I, I'm trying to, you know, live in between them because uh, at that time, you know, Creative Lola won. And actually, it was the right decision, you know. I've, uh, I've created something that people wanted from me. Yeah. So it was both amazing to let it out and to get this money going. It was like, you know, double win. Yeah. When do you tell us a little bit about your team and when do you make your first hire? Um. My first hire was uh, my editor, my video editor. And uh, when I started, of course, I was doing everything myself. Um, and it would take a lot of time. And I would want to post, but you know, like the sleepless nights when it's time to sleep and I'm in my bed, would edit a video like on my phone because I really wanted to make it mo most efficient. I would, uh, you know, at that point, if I would have to, Put it on a laptop, add it there, you know, using a software, and then put it back. It would just be extra time. So I would add it right on my phone. And 
and my my my, my man was not very happy with that because I'm like, oh, okay, we're going, and I'm like, just editing my videos. So after I would say five months of that, five months I would say he's like, okay, you just need to find someone. And it's funny because you know it's a mental barrier uh, for me, and I was never a business lady. Um, and to make a hire, you know, it's a certain barrier. Yeah. And for those of our listeners who, who are thinking about it, I would just say, go for it. Go for it. Find money. Like right now, say no to some of your earnings. Just go for a hire. The faster you go for your first hire, the faster you're going to grow. So what was like the, the limiting belief or what was holding you back from, from making that first hire? Uh, uh, the very easy, you know, that I'm going to spend money and it will be for none, <laughs> you know, money that I worked hard for, uh, and that, you know, it, it, and I guess it's number one that, you know, I won't be able to pay this person. And number two is that I can't find someone who would do it as good as I do that, you know, yeah, yeah. we'll have this belief. And I guess, you know, it's a whole different topic about delegating. Yeah. And, you know, I think everybody should delegate things that they are not enjoying doing and that they're not good at. Uh, cause it's too expensive not to delegate them, you know, cause you're going to be paying yourself for doing that for low quality of work that you're going to, you know, perform. So this belief that you are the best, it's a wrong belief. You are the best in your field. So do your thing, but delegate the rest. Trust me, there are great people in the world and they would be so happy to help you and they would just bring it to another level. Yeah. So how do you overcome that, abs that obstacle? Like, do you just, you stop thinking and you just made a hire or do you have something, who, somebody who pushed you? Um, how do you do that? Once again, same as with the marketing budget, when you be ready to lose money here, be ready to fail. So I like to treat it as an experiment. Okay, you know, it's probably, okay, I'm probably gonna waste all my money and I'm probably not gonna get anything, but let's see, it's gonna be my experience. And then you just go for it. And you gotta be ready that not all the hires are gonna be perfect batches for your business. For example, with this editor, I believe I've tried I don't know how many people I've tried. I've tried, let's say, seven people, and she was like maybe number number seven. So I did have to spend some money paying other people, seeing yeah. what they're doing. If I'm in, but you know, like one one rule that I decided to stick to, I would not work with a person if I'm not satisfied. Because a lot of people they 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 have this oh. But what if it's gonna work later? But you kind of feel it, you know. You you can't uh, you can't fool your own self. <laughs> if yeah. it's not working, it's not working. Yeah. Just leave it, leave it be, move on. So, so you give them a test, and if you're not happy with the result and you do not really see the potential of the person, then you just move on and hire somebody else. Exactly, and uh, I'm very sensitive about. Uh, paying people like I never want to leave anybody unpaid yeah. so I told the people who I was testing that I'm going to pay you for this test yeah you know uh, but yeah just see you got it. You, once again you know this is a certain small budget for the test okay I'm probably going to lose it I'm probably not going to use what they you know what they're going to um, turn uh, uh, turn me back but whatever just just do it yeah, we work and we talk to many YouTubers and well, Instagrammers like yourself. Um, any 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 tips on where to find a good video editor? Because I know that this is a big pain point for many creators. Um, I was very happy. I was like lucky to be born in Russia, uh, and of course, first thing I went, I just went online on uh, Russian freelance service. That's yeah. that's where I started looking for um, uh, some people in America. I remember when we need to hire someone from America. We use Upwork, I believe. Yeah. That was the service. Um, I remember at some point I was posting even on Craigslist, like yeah. what, you know, whatever, whatever service you, <laughs> uh, you're familiar with. Um, of course, I, I can't say that I, uh, I would ask if somebody knows somebody, you know, once again, um, try to ask your friends, but I actually would not prefer hire somebody 
who would friend recommend for some reason i don't know maybe i have this stigma inside me i would prefer to get online on the paid service you know and uh, get this person because you know then i think um a person who you find online actually made an effort to put a, his resume out you know um uh, he spent time writing this resume. He spent time getting your uh, breakdown or like reading your submission and responding. And just by response, you could tell a lot about a person. Hmm. Like literally by the way they respond to your email, you could tell you want, you want to continue, you know, chatting with this person or not. Yeah. So it's 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 just the more data you can collect. <laughs> yeah. And what does the uh, the team look like nowadays? Um, nowadays, we have uh, my, as I call it, creative department, and we have a little marketing depart department, and we have a uh, team of developers who are working on our app. Yeah. So how, like, how many people are we talking about here? Overall? Yeah. It's a small team. I would say uh, if I count everybody, it's going to be less than 20 people. Yeah. And how do you divide the resources? Like you spend 50% on, on growth, on, on more traffic and 50% on the marketing? Or how do you go about dividing your your resources? Um, I don't, you know, honestly, I don't think I'm the best example. I would say if, if there are m much more uh, efficient bloggers in the world and entrepreneurs, um, but we invest nowadays we invest a lot in uh, our development team yeah. because we believe in our app yeah. and uh, we really want to grow and create a, a really great useful product for people yeah so um that would be the main the main the main focus uh then of course marketing yeah and uh, and whatever whatever is left <laughs> is for my creative improvisations and like you know some ideas that have been have not been tested and for example we want to test it like okay let's let let's spend this for this photo shoot and let's see you know if we get any yeah tell us a little that. bit about the app because that that looks exciting I saw it on your um, not really sure I think on your website why why an app because it's um, relatively expensive right it's quite complicated. Why? And, and yeah, when do you start this out? Tell us how you did it. Once again, I think we should always think, if we're talking about, you know, the, the big vision and after Biaxon became a product, after we became, you know, a functioning online business, um, we started thinking about where will we grow further? How would we grow? And one way was to think about, you know, growing to become, you know, big on social media, which I'm not against, uh, but it, it never felt right because social media, it, it is a social media. It's not a place where a person would come purposely to learn something, you know, mm. it's a place to, to get like familiar with, with your, the, you know, with, with some kind of content, but you still need to go to a different place to actually focus on studying and learning yeah. and practicing it was number one and second of all um uh, my uh my fiance who's the head of uh developing department who like he basically was the the lead on our app project because i had ideas but i didn't know how to make it happen in in the world of it uh, I, that was not my world. You know, my world was uh, the world of stage and theater and videos and fun and um, crazy people. But for him, you know, this techie business side was very interesting. And when he saw a potential and I saw a potential because people had a need for practice. So we would teach them something. We would explain a word. You know, I would explain an, an, an idiom something on my Instagram, but then they would watch it and just be gone. Now they have an opportunity to go and actually practice real sentences, really real word pairs to see how it works like in real life, how they could apply knowledge that they just learned, that they love, that they, you know, were interested in to, and actually try to make it your own. And once again, it started very, very simply, but we saw that there's so much could be done and, you know, 
would would be potentially um, we, where we could potentially grow. Yeah. So we're like, okay, that's a very very interesting direction. Let's go this way. Yeah. So how how do you how can you grow a business through an app? You mean that if you are on the app store, more people will find you through the app store? Is is that? Exactly, exactly, exactly. So uh, same if we're talking about business side of it, same way that any app exists. So you have just uh, you have customers through App Store, Google Play, whatever it is. And uh, some of them, they may not even know that by accident is a blog. You know, they they are here for uh, finding a tool for English practice. And uh, through finding that they, oh, oh, there's also a blog. Okay, (laughs) you know, I will follow that. But that that was not even um, the goal. You know, expanding the blog was not a goal. The goal was um, creating a tool and expanding business yeah so how do you know that the app was going to work before making it available in the app store like can you know that other ways to test that or you just you know you gave it a go you you made it available in the app store and you you hoped that that people started downloading it is that like is there uh, you said it yourself man <laughs> there's no way to know you gotta give it a go you gotta see what happens and I think a good sign was that uh, by the time we have started developing app, um, I had two products, I believe. I had two online courses that they were working and people were enjoying it and wanted to have more. They would like ask for more courses and more opportunities to somehow, you know, interlace with our blog and just do something with by accent. So we've, we felt the need, honestly, we felt the need. Mm. And, you know, it's always, I always like to start like, okay, if we could do anything, what would that be, you know, uh, to think without limitations. And then after you have this great idea, you have this vision, okay, now start thinking how to make it happen. Because if you start thinking from, oh, what I can do, I mean, there's not much, you know, and everything was done and it's just not fun. But when you have this crazy vision, like, and then they do this and step by step, you start growing this, you know, direction and you start building brick by brick this, you know, new way. Is the app for free? Um, It's, uh, I believe we have, it's whether we've been changing it if it's whether three free lessons and then you are offered a subscription which could be monthly or yearly based um to be honest you know i really like in the future when it's bigger and when it's self-sufficient completely i would want to have it free you know i would prefer have it free Right now, you know, we do have a team of developers. We just can't yeah. afford it to uh, to have it uh, for free. But that's definitely something where we, you know, heading towards. Yeah. Would you recommend other creators or people who are already selling online courses to also develop an app? Or would you say that it's only feasible if you have a <laughs> husband who knows how to develop apps? First of all, I think... Um, Impossible is nothing. You know, everything is possible. You could do ever, but you have to ask yourself, why do I want to do this? Um, and if they answer, oh, because I, I saw somebody's doing that and he or she was successful, you know, that's not an answer. If you think, oh, because that's the only logical next step, or that's something that I feel will serve better to my community, or that's something that I feel will, you know, give something to the world then yes and more of that i do believe that um if you're very passionate about something the right like you will find the right people around you you will find the right people on upwork you will find right people amongst your friends and you do something together just app for the sake of app i think a lot of people underestimate how difficult it is to create an app then here i don't think uh, our developers like team of our developers will be listening to this podcast but who knows maybe you know maybe in between coding they want to listen to the podcast and uh i'm very grateful to the guys i'm very grateful to my fans because like there's so much they spend on it there's so much effort and testing and failing and succeeding and then failing and succeeding and i'm very grateful to my audience that it's very loyal because the way we have started Mm -hmm. and the way uh the app looks now is 
it's just nothing to be, you know, we can't compare because we started so small and, you know, and like, uh, kind of this kind of little app, which was not very clear. And now, you know, it's getting better and brighter and clearer and more features. And like right now, a lot of new features are going to be released hopefully this year. So I'm so grateful to people who were ready to get on that journey, but it was a journey. So never underestimate <laughs> the difficulty of developing an app. Yeah. It is. So can in your experience, um, like traffic from the app store beat traffic that you get from social media accounts, like, like Instagram, for example, in, in your experience? Uh, not for now, but definitely in the future. Yeah. It's something that we're looking forward to. Um, I believe it takes, I mean, of course, I mean, it takes a lot of different things and, you know, and PR component and great marketing. And uh, um, I think when we, we, when we feel that we're ready to get it to the next step with app, we'll do that. And I would not be surprised if uh, tracking on the app is going to be higher than tracking on our social media platforms. Yeah. But not yet, not yet. So how do you rank higher in the App Store? You need good reviews for that or are there other ways to manipulate um, the, <laughs> the algorithm? Uh, it, it, it's funny because uh, like, I, I, I would not even use the word manipulate, but I understand in what context you mean that word. It's impossible. That's the, the only way is to be uh, creating a good product. And it's funny because I know that, well, you know, when we just launch it, of course, we ask you know, all of our friends and like, you know, loyal friends and customers and students like, yeah, go like great. But you never can ask like rate our five stars if they're not enjoying it. You know, even if they do rate it five stars, let's say whatever, a hundred of your friends, then thousands of people would come and give it a real rating. So, you know, I was just, I would not even waste your time thinking about that. I would, I would focus, you know, to be sitting with your team and thinking how to make it actually better. Because when it's good, it's good, you know. It, it uh, I think, and it's funny because we always kind of th try, you know. I think all the entrepreneurs we always think about productivity and how to make it more efficient, and you know, where's the shortcut and how, how to like, you know, cut the learning curve. But the reality is, some things by do like by playing by the rules that that is the shortest way because trying you know spending all this time and money uh, trying finding the shortcut you actually uh, steal time from yourself that you could be investing in something else doing something really useful all right so how do you how do you sell through instagram what what's the process um, like <laughs> it's funny i uh i, I feel like kylie jenner <laughs> Why Why am I saying that? Because uh, uh, I mean, you know, she's one of the most popular people on Instagram. And I guess somebody has asked her, how did she launch her um, Kylie Cosmetics? Uh, and she's like, I just posted it on Snapchat. <laughs> so, you know, that was the whole marketing strategy. You know, I just posted it on Snapchat. So um, as funny as it sounds, um, I, I kind of did the same. Um, I was building the expectations for sure, because after um, after I started being very regular on Instagram and posting uh, like a video probably every day or maybe, you know, like every other day and providing this value to people and they would ask me, oh, can you give me a private lesson? Oh, can, can you like, can you teach me like I'm ready to pay? Can you, can you, can you, can you? And here I have to say thank you once again to my fiance who is much more business minded and he's like, yeah, like, why don't you, like, why don't you focus on creating a product instead of uh, serving this a person by person? Yeah. Because think about that, you know, creating a course or creating some kind of a, you know, an app or whatever the tool that could serve more people, you know, might be more efficient. And, you know, here, it's important to see what's right for you. He knows it about me. I'm, I actually it's funny i always would say like the worst thing is to be a teacher you know <laughs> that was a joke uh and, and it's funny because that's what i do right now but uh, you know universe is so abundant you it's possible to find a form that you enjoy doing and still you know uh giving people your best so for me it was not private tutoring and that's how i started building the product and yeah. uh, you know that, that that's how 
it all has started. Hold on, wh what did you ask? I'm, yeah, I'm like, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, that was really useful. But the question, yeah, so the question was, how do you, <laughs> how do you sell through Instagram? Uh, yeah. So after um, now, I see where where uh, where uh, you know I, I went on the slippery path. Uh, <laughs> after I was building this expectation, and people would ask, I, and I would not give. People would ask, and I would not give. The audience was so overheated. You know, the audience was hot. And when I created the product, I just literally went on stories or IGTV live, and I you know I said, oh, so here I have a course if if you want to join. And that's how I started doing my first sales. I didn't even have like zero of email marketing back then. Yeah. But the key was, um, you know, providing value, providing value, providing value. And when the audience is hot, sell. Yeah. So you do have email marketing systems in place now? <laughs> You're like, it's, it's a great question. I'm trying. I'm trying to have. Uh, but, but I would be lying if I said that I have everything is on place. Yeah. No, because uh, we're not, we're not as consistent as we'd like, you know, as I want us to be. Um, but we're getting there. We're getting there. I love some. You know, sometimes you have a, an inspiration to sit down and write something. Um, you know, I'm one of those people who are always like I love to be genuine with my audience. And if it's just something for a sale, I would always feel bad. So I really need to give them something before asking for something, yeah. you know. And to write any kind of promotional email, I just can't. Like, I need to sit down to think and to give, you know, a piece of me yeah. to, to ask for a piece of them. Yeah. So, and that, I mean, at least that's, that's how I explain it to myself. That's why it's not set up properly yet. So it would come occasionally. And uh, we had nice, uh, nice, nice times, I think, last year when I was pretty consistent. And, you know, once again, something has happened. And, okay, there's a month's break. And then it's two months break. And I'm like, all right, one day I'll get back to that. All right. So what's the, what's the future business-wise? Anything that you can share here on the podcast? Want to do focus more on the app, on the social media platforms, email marketing, all of that? All of that. Uh, whoever is interested in our journey, just, you know, go follow our blog or Instagram or YouTube, Lola by X and by X. And um, about all the new products, that's where I, I talk about them. That's where I launch, um, if you're interested in that. Um, we are very, very, very focusing on our app right now because there are so many great, exciting news. I hope we will share in the future, um, and but not yet, because, you know, I want to make sure that they are, yeah, they sure. are working. <laughs> they yeah. are working. So we're actually ready to launch it to the world. Yeah. Cool. Now, our audience loves hearing success stories. They also love hearing about failures. Can you share a failure or, with, with our audience? <laughs> I mean, in your, well, in your business journey. Oh, there are so many. Uh, and honestly, I think even in even by talking to you know to you today, I think I've heard so many failures. The ones as you know, like um, losing budgets on your on wrong email marketing. Trying, okay, let's try this, and then you're like, oh my god, you know, I just lose. Like I, I've lost a grand. Um, I've lost some audience, and it's all and it just doesn't work. Or this email marketing. You know, I would even hire someone. Agree. And then I'm not performing my part of, you know, job. So a person could perform their part of job and you feel so bad. And you're like, oh, my God, why did I, you know, why? But by the end of the day, it's like, you know, my goal is not to lie to myself and then to people. So as long as I'm honest with myself, I'm fine. Uh, maybe... It's not the most productive business strategy, but it's very effective human strategy. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm happy with that. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I tried to think what's the, that was what was my last failure. Well, my last failure uh, was um, a okay bad planning. Um, we we were uh, shooting some. You know, we we were shooting like we we're batching, so we were shooting a lot of videos. You know at uh, in a short amount of time and somehow <laughs> i did very bad planning so me and my sister who's working for biox uh, as well 
we were working practically days and nights, like for a week. We were so tired. But uh, logistic-wise, we could not expand this period because she lives in Russia, I live in America, and now she can't enter America because of COVID. So we had to meet in Mexico, and it was like a short... So we were trying our best, and still yet, you know, instead of enjoying, like, time together, creating something together, like, even being, like, doing business in such an exotic place as Mexico... We were so tired and overwhelmed, and in the end of of this crazy one week streak, I literally oh there was there was a Valentine's Day, and I'm just sitting and crying because I I literally had, had almost like a nervous breakdown because we were so tired, and I realized that I, I'm the only one who had planned this way, and I would take full responsibility, and I I apologize, and I'm in front of my fiance, in front of my uh, team and my sister, but you're just a human being. It's all right. <laughs> it all happens. Yeah. yeah. So any any final Sometimes. any final tips for for our fellow language entrepreneurs you would like to share? <laughs> like I if there is a, a number one lesson that you have learned over the past two three years, what would that be? You know, my my tips are going to be so pathetic, but they're truthful. So <laughs> sorry if you've heard that before, but I find it it really works. Um, do what you love. And do by do what you love, I mean go deeper in this phrase. Even if you're if, let's say you want to um, teach English, what is it about language that you love? Like which side of it? How, how do you want to, what do you enjoy about approaching it? Maybe it's music, maybe it's dancing, maybe it's uh, science fiction, whatever it is. Like go deeper and deeper and deeper in your niche. Like, and don't forget, you are amazing. Some people, they think, oh, you know, that guy is amazing, that girl is amazing. I'm not so special. No, you are special. Your problem that you think that you're not. But when you think I'm so special, I can, let's say, watch, once again, the science fiction, you know, 24-7. Okay, maybe there is an opportunity in teaching language through that lens, you know. And after you really embrace who you are and yet uh, still, you know, trying to pursue your business goals and you tie those two together, it somehow start working. So I really, I, I wish luck to all of us langpreneurs, just entrepreneurs, mompreneurs, startingpreneurs. Uh, we're all on the path. And beautiful phrase said by Rachel Hollis. She's like, it is going to be difficult. And sometimes by thinking that it's difficult, we're quitting because we think, oh, it's supposed to be easy. No, it's supposed to be difficult. And when you embrace that fact, you just continue. Okay, today I'm crying. I'm tired. I wasted my time and money. But we're going to have another day tomorrow and it's going to be better and I will succeed. Yeah, exactly. Because if it were easy, everybody would be doing it, right? So, 100%. Thank you, Lola, for sharing these inspirational words. And um, yeah, if people want to learn more, more about you and your work, where can they go? Instagram by accent. <laughs> See well, you there. We're all going to Thank check you it for out. inviting. Thanks, Lola. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you liked it. And if you did like the show, then please give this podcast a positive rating in whatever podcast app that you're using. If you want to learn more about what we do at Langpreneur, um, maybe you want to join one of our future events, then you can go to our website at langpreneur.com. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode.